Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation in a hotel room at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival and with great comic. You guys, uh, get a chance. Canadian comic, Canada, again, creating stand-up comics uh, out of the wilderness, out of the out of the winters uh, that are a delight. Uh, welcome to the show, Sophie Buttle. Welcome. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Excellent. And I'm your, in a hotel room, too. Right. Your Twitter handle is your name, Sophie Buttle, B-U-D-D-L-E, and your mm-hmm. Instagram is Sophie Buds which is not about weed, but who are we to say? And so yeah. <laughs> S-O-P-H-I-E-B-U-D-S, right? Yeah. yeah. And you have a podcast, right, as well? Yeah, I have a podcast too with sort of a similar premise, but instead of instead of saying Perfect. that it's we're dorking out, it's that we're obsessed with it. It's called Obsessed with Sophie Buttle. Oh, nice. Uh, weirdly enough, there's another one called Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw, Yeah, And it's kind of the same thing, too. And um, I say, let's talk about things that we like a lot. There's absolutely no reason. I think so, too. And I think in comedy, it's like it's so easy to make fun of stuff. And I think for a podcast, it's nice to talk about stuff you love. (laughs) Exactly. I don't think. Yeah, there's 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 a place to mock. So, uh, but there's no, <laughs> but there's no reason to do it 24 seven. I mean, we can also mock what I love, but I, you know, I'm, uh, Carmen Morales has a, um, a, a podcast about stuff you hate. That's great. Yeah. That's the opposite side of the coin. That's I think you're... that's the correct vagueness a podcast should have. If it's not hyper specific, <laughs> it should just be something you like or something you don't like. That's fair enough. Sophie Buttle. So pleased that you're here. Um, you, had uh you are from canada Mm -hmm. and very rare that i say no i don't want to talk about that when you pick a dork (laughs) but your dork was american politics and i'm like no 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 too close to home makes my heart hurt anyway honestly i I found something that is you probably equally don't want to talk about but to me scratches the same itch as american politics (laughs) which is reality tv because Yep. It feels it feels the same to me. I, like when I watch American politics and I watch reality TV, I get the same the same part of my brain lights up. And sure. <laughs> I was I was I think I was just in who who was I in the car with on the way? It might have been I don't think it was Rachel. It might have been Rachel Feinstein, but uh we we were in the car and 
someone was telling me that they really liked a new Netflix reality show mm-hmm. called Ultimatum. Yeah, I watched all of that immediately. What? <laughs> Consumed it, it like <laughs> horrible. Crack. It yeah. is it, it is not a good one. It's not one of the good ones, but I did watch all of it right away. I did not enjoy it, that one. You did but not I did enjoy it. So watched it, every episode in the first, you know, as soon as it was released. So, so that one is, seems to be about young people who give each other ultimatums. Um, uh, the youth are like, we're 22. <laughs> yeah. When are we going to get married and start breeding? Because yes. there's only 8 billion people on the planet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The premise The premise of the show is is I think there's five five or so couples and all of them are brought onto the show because one of the the members of the couple is giving the other one an ultimatum, which is either we get married or we break up. And the way that this is measured for some reason, this is my problem with the show, is I think it's a false premise. Okay. Is is because I I love reality TV and I, I'll buy into the universe and everything, but this one this one didn't work for me because the premise that they they give was um, you live with somebody else like you're paired up in a couple with somebody else for a month or two months or something and by the end of that you should know if you want to marry your original partner uh, and i don't i just don't really see how that tests that but no, it, that unless it's like, unless it's like a temptation island style show which it isn't because i like <laughs> it like sex beach and sex island whatever oh you like all the, the okay i have never you should know in your heart that I've never been able to watch a reality television. I was on a reality television. It was Last Coming Standing. <laughs> and it was horrible. I hated yeah. it. It created well, anxiety. So, Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> and so what is, like, Temptation Island, it's essentially just porn, right? I mean, it's it's essentially, yes. will they do it? And, and yeah, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody... On one of, let's talk about the sexy ones for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there anyone? Is anyone on that show that isn't a monster? No, but that's not. Okay. <laughs> but you're not watching it. It's not church. Like I'm not learning. <laughs> I'm not learning how to behave from these people. Like I think it's... the thing is, my my preference is like like fucked up couples more so than just porn sexual tension. So like okay. my, my main, my main vice is like 90 day fiance and the bachelor and the bachelorette, uh, bachelor okay. paradise, of course goes without saying, but I think <laughs> the thing about the thing about reality TV is like, obviously so much of it is produced and I understand why that makes it not appealing to many viewers because the premise is that it's real people doing real things. And because there's producers, pulling strings it's not really real people doing real things but you watch it for the few little moments that you can tell are real (laughs) and it's a it's the purest form of the human condition because anybody that gets selected to go on a reality show is so unself-aware that there are moments that you just you see true emotion (laughs) and 90 day fiance is the perfect example of this because do you know do you know the 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 format the premise of 90 day is fascinated by 90 day fiance so i hear about it a lot and she's like there's an international one there's a a, a domestic one right or oh there's thousands of iterations there's 90 day fiance there's 90 day fiance the other way there's 90 day fiance before the 90 days there's 90 day fiance the single life I it's yeah. there's so many versions of the show for the people that for the people that don't know it's the main the original um okay the original uh 90 day fiance is simply uh, five or so couples in a season 
one is American and the American has fallen in love and gotten engaged to somebody from another country. Mm -hmm. And the way the American visa process works is you can get a fiance visa where whoever you got engaged to can come to America for 90 days. And if you get married within those 90 days, they stay in the they stay in America forever. And if you don't get married, they get deported back to their country. At Wait, the end is of the that the days. law or is that the show? Or is it that's both? the that's the law? It's both. It's both. But that's also that's the what an arbitrary yeah. pick now, pick now, pick now, pick now. <laughs> Absolutely. You haven't seen each other in real life or spent any more than like two weeks when you went to Corsica when you were exactly 23 exactly. years old. And you're like, well, we did shots off of each other for a week and a half. And now we're engaged. <laughs> yeah. And- well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did shots off each other. So now we want to we want to grow old, old together because of that. <laughs> But that's that's usually one or two of the couples is somebody that they met on vacation for a week and really hit it off and decided to overcommit to that connection. Okay. And then sometimes there's like my favorite is when there's like a um, sort of more of a mail order bride situation. That's what I thought it was. It was just like, hey, uh, I can't get someone to whom English is my first language uh, (laughs) to actually be with me. Yeah. Uh, So... No, that's, that's that's across the board, I, I think, pretty much. And I, I've been measuring how much I want to visit another country based off of the <laughs> attractiveness discrepancy between the American and this country. Like, I always used to think that I wanted to go vis- visit Russia someday. Yeah. And now I know that it's horrible because of how ugly the Americans are that are dating these beautiful Russian people. Yeah, there's uh, literally, because of the visa situation, you're going to get the cream of the crop right there. And um, I remember Doug Stanhope doing a joke about the beautiful women from Poland who he saw working in a factory, and he was like, you could make so much more money if you were just a sex worker and because uh, you're really, really good looking. And I was like, oh, that seems a little. That, Man, that, Doug Stanhope is one of my favorite. That's I don't remember that joke, but that's so funny. It's well, it's completely insane. And uh, yeah. you're just like, well, some people don't want to be a sex worker. Not that I mean, if you do want to be a sex worker, you knock yourself out and buy land as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, if, you, but, but if somebody just wants to can peas, you know, They'd yeah. rather they'd rather just work at a factory for eight hours and then go home and watch Ninety Day Fiance. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so so there are are these people from the other country sort of the cream of the crop, best looking kind of thing. Um, most of them. Sometimes it's an unattractive ish American woman dating a young, like um, younger than her, much younger than her. Oh, um, dude it's, who's it's, working I, it. Working the angle. Dude who's working it, it's almost always an a young Arab man when it's an older woman. Sure. But the past couple years, it has often been um this one same uh African rapper who has had multiple different women on this show and the relationships have <laughs> ended and he's made it on more seasons by like scamming new women, essentially. <laughs> His name is Soldier Boy. Oh, and his name is he, not Soldier Boy. His name is Soldier Boy. And uh, and was and, he a child soldier? <laughs> and is that No, he's no. soft he's soft as hell. He's a he's a singer. <laughs> he's clearly just trying to make it to America to make it as a singer. His music is so bad, but he wrote a song the first season he was on the show, he was with this it was with this woman 
And he wrote a song about her called Baby Girl Lisa. And she's very much not a baby girl. She's perhaps two times his age. But she was like obsessed with him. And they ended for for obvious reasons. And then now this current season of the show, he's with a new woman. Wow. And it is the weirdest dynamic. Like, it, it, it's just it's just shocking to me as someone who um, and may, maybe I'm privileged. Maybe I'm just privileged for dating someone my own age in my <laughs> own country. Maybe I'm maybe I'm. Maybe you're the monster. No, yes, Um, yes. (laughs) I think the monsters are clearly the producers. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think we have. We know who the monsters are. I think it was Rebecca Corey. uh, It was some comic worked in reality TV, and she may still. And um, but she's like, it really is soul crushing. It Mm. really is. There's not, there's not a, it's not a positive experience. So, no, and, and I've, I've conned my boyfriend into watching quite a lot more reality TV than he ever thought that he would experience in his life. But he does draw the line in 90 Day Fiance. He won't watch that with me because he says that it's too sad. But, right. But, but, but I, you don't find well, it sad. You, I don't find it sad, but also I have angles. I have reasons on why I don't find it sad. Please let us. I, I am. I am willing to be sold this bill of goods. Please okay. let me know. So part of the reason why it feels sad a lot of the time, I think, is because in your head you're like, do these Americans know they're being scammed? Like, do they actually think they are in love with these people? Like, do they actually think these people? love them back so that's so you go in with sort of that attitude well well that's that's one thing that if that feels sad and and then you're like well are they so delusional do they think that this is what love is but every single couple all of their friends and family you see all of their friends and family shaking them going they don't love you they're clearly here just to get to america so they do have a reasonable support system around them (laughs) And they right. refuse to accept it. But also, the only people that get paid on the show are the Americans. So the people right. to really to feel bad for in the whole situation are the people from other countries. Right, right. See, I, I, uh, whenever I watch a television show, I never a reality show. I never think to myself, are that do these people think this is real? I only think. What a sad, sad existence that this is your idea <laughs> of getting attention. So, but. Mm-hmm. The, um, I know it's like just write jokes like the rest of us. Right, right. Go just grind just it out up. in the open mic scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go grind it out, my friend. Everyone can do stand up. They'll give every yeah. anybody three minutes. It's not. It's not going to kill you. It's it just you may end up. <laughs> anyway, so but what? But what I? But it, I do find I don't. I find watching the American part. The you know just regular sort of American versions of reality show. Uh, I find that depressing only because of the state of humanity. It doesn't, mm. I just, I, I, I find their desperation for attention kind of uh, mm. devastating. And then but it's also, it's also a career move. It's also a money move because anybody that are, anybody that's on a big enough show, mm-hmm. is, however much you, they get paid on the show. Well, well afterwards as well, they can make a living off of being an influencer or doing cameos and stuff like that. So I think it, 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 it helps a lot of people financially as well. 
the yeah, spectacle yeah, it's just, of it. It's yeah. just like going to college. It exactly. gives you the skills exactly. that enable you <laughs> to use to turn yourself into something else. If I could do it over again, I would have, instead of dropping out of fashion school, I would have been on a reality show. I think that would have been more productive for me. <gasps> oh, oh, let us take a hard turn here and figure <laughs> out which reality show would you have been on? What would you, what, what would you, would you have gone to an island? Would you have gone to an island and been nude? I would be nude on an island. I think that I would like to go on Survivor. I've actually thought about this a lot. I think I would do really well on Survivor because yeah. I, I'm. Um, have you watched Survivor? You know the, no. the Survivor uh, vibe. Okay, I, I don't it's know just yeah. people. People go on an island. They're not given food or or fire or anything. And every week, the tribe, like the people you're there with, vote somebody off. Right. And okay, you're there for a bit over a month, and it, it's very intense. Like that one. That one is like a very animalistic version of a reality show okay, and they pick really good people they're trying to do lord of the flies to some extent do they yes. pick do they pick people who have skills like sort of yes. survivalist skills and yes there's usually there's usually a couple people that are really really good in the wild and there's usually a couple people that are like extremely smart and there's usually a couple people that are like very athletic so they they okay. do pick all, they, all reality shows depend on how good of a batch of people they get yeah. And so I would say that Survivor picks the most interesting group of people. Okay, and and they and they and they do sort of and they try to pick different skills. And and how many are there like 10 people? Um I yeah, I think it starts with like a little bit more than that, but Okay. because because people keep getting kicked off and often there's like injuries and stuff too from just living in the wild. So it get, it gets thinned out pretty quickly. So okay. you don't have to accept too many new people into your heart, which is which is okay. easier. So actually, let's a tiny deep dive into the into Survivor. You have yeah. a pile of people. You have come on a there. Pile, yeah, yeah. You're just a pile of humans. You go on. Everybody's just wearing like a light jacket, shoes, <laughs> pants, t-shirt. Like they, they have like a duffel bag of clothing. Is that all they've got? No, Does they anybody... have no duffel bags of anything. They have okay. only the shirt off their back. Okay, so what they're wearing is what they go on, and they go yeah. to some sort of temperate climate so that they don't that, that so now now they do in the earlier seasons they would send them to sometimes these islands with very extreme weather and that you would see shots of their fingers and their toes it would be raining for days and their fingers would be purple they'd be like lavender colored because they're so cold and wet and it's so funny because my boyfriend hates reality TV because he thinks it's so sad. But because we started watching Survivor when it was intense like that, now when we watch a season and it starts and the host gives them like rice at the beginning of the season, he's like, "What are they? What's he giving him rice for? Like, make them go work for? It's not even a real show anymore." <laughs> so, do they give him like a box with like one knife and like piggy's glasses so they can start fire? Like, what? Uh, what, what are, what are so, they? So the main the main thing that's pretty consistent throughout all the seasons is they'll give them a machete and a flint to make okay. fire for the whole but team. Get, one for the whole team. Okay. Um, and it usually starts out where they're broken up into like two or sometimes three tribes, and then at a point where there's less people, they merge. Okay. Um, but for a group of people, there's one machete and one one flint. But the flint seems to cause a lot of problems. Like it seems like that's a hard way to make fire. So it doesn't necessarily give them fire. 
but they they end up just eating like coconuts mostly. Oh yeah, but this is my plan. If I were on if I were to be on Survivor, when I knew the season was coming up, I would eat a bunch of seeds. I would eat a bunch of seeds for like a tomato plant or something. <laughs> and then when I got there, right? You'd right? Poop it out. Yes. Yeah. All right. And Very then much bar- the Martian. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. I loved the Martian. Also, you you wiggled out of my question the other day in the green room about who your favorite superhero is. Oh, that's because I have so many. So, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Very slippery. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. (laughs) It is. I am literally currently reading a hundred different titles. Like, here's Doctor Strange. Here's a new Captain Mm -hmm. Carter. Captain Carter's pretty cool. Captain Carter? I don't, I've never even heard of Captain Carter. Well, Peggy, Peggy Carter was uh, was Captain America's love interest, and she, in the What If universe, uh, she takes the super soldier serum and becomes uh, a British uh, Captain America kind of thing. But she's oh, Captain Carter. Cool. There is a Captain Britain, and that's a dude. This is Strange Academy. This is Doctor Strange has a has like a an Xavier like uh, X. Um, like a, a like an X Men kind of. Sh- uh, uh, I love the X Men. I've seen all the X Men movies. That's like There's... my big. Oh, those are good. Are you exci- yeah. Do you, are you like excited that? about the Doctor Strange movie coming out? Sh- sure am. Ms. Marvel. She's one of the greatest. And yeah. And when G-, G Willow read it, wrote it, and it's still good. But it's um yeah, but uh that's great. This new Moon Knight is quite nice. This is Moon very Knight. interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a new TV show. Actually, uh, I believe is who's reading. Oh yeah, it's Dan Slott is currently fixing <gasps> what is a terrible, uh, usually a terrible group of superheroes, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> but you Dan don't like Slott, the Fantastic Four? No, they're usually written so poorly. Daredevil always good, always Daredevil is good. good. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. this is Zdarsky's reading that more Strange Academy. This is uh, okay. This is Hawkeye. Hawkeye always good. And mm-hmm. um, and here's Black Widow. And Black Widow is looks pretty great. Who the heck's re- writing this? This looks like a new, new iteration. No, Kelly Thompson. Uh, there's a lot more women writing uh, comic books, and it's kind of amazing. This and then and then I, I'm trying this. This new Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone okay. is a monster hunter. Her dad was. I a like monster that cover. Hunter. I like that art. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's the cool thing too is that there's a lot of great art, obviously, and it's all different one to the next. Doctor Aphra, on the other hand, is a Star Wars title. And she's oh. a character. She's essentially. Did you ever see Indiana Jones and the Temple? Uh, the Indiana Jones movies. No, but I know. I know. I feel I, I enough of it just from cultural references. Okay, so Indiana Jones <laughs> is uh, uh, sort of like his nemesis in the first Indiana Jones movie. Uh, oh, okay. Was a guy named uh, uh, Doctor Belloc. It was. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the French French uh, archaeologist who was uh, very mercenary. Doctor Afra. Is a is a Jedi archaeologist who is super mercenary, and she's okay. hilarious. Yeah, and she's <laughs> and she's uh, she's bisexual. Uh, oh, just, cool. Uh, she mostly goes with the ladies, but um, she keeps running into women. as all bisexual women do, <laughs> <laughs> unless they're unless they're having having it with a fella, and yeah, of or, course, yeah, <laughs> or a droid. And um, Ooh, so teaser. <laughs> teaser. Have you ever written a comic book? I have. I have. Uh, I've. I wrote. I got to read it. Uh, write a short, um, and it was just based on one of my jokes that was going to be on this last album, but it didn't make it. But um, it was a Starburns production. 
they did stand-up comics and they worked with uh like i got to work with this amazing artist out of out of germany and the editor was great he ended up getting in trouble for being i guess he was a, i don't know how big of a dirtbag he was but everybody got sex mad pass? at him yeah there was some sort of sex trouble with like Uh-oh. where where he was a little too helpful if you were a, a young lady and um, yeah yeah mm. you're pitching your characters and he's like you seem stressed i'll give you a massage type of thing yeah there's some sort of like uh well just kind of like the, the i think the word is groomer it's been abused uh oh yeah. yeah the word yeah i yeah. i think i know that yeah. word yeah yeah he's he's he I, but i don't know that for sure i don't know enough about it all i know was he was a really good editor and he should stop uh, he should <laughs> yeah. stop being gross. Please don't be gross. My brother was telling <laughs> my brother was telling me the other day that uh, that when you're about 22 or 23 years old and you have your first sort of real job after college, mm-hmm. that's when, as a young man, you have to decide what kind of man you're going to be. Because if oh. you're middle management and you are you have power over some of the people, you could be a horrible person. And he's like, yeah. he said he was 23. He was his, his job. He was a regional manager of a pizza place in Iowa. And, uh, and a 19 year old worker came into the office and she sat on his desk and just started. And she was just bored. She didn't want to work. And, and he goes, whatever this is, it's not happening. And he's gotcha. like, just go back to work. And I was like, there's no parade for that, but I'm glad I'm related to you. <laughs> Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I feel like I feel like men all have those stories. Like good guys all have that exact story, and then they look yeah. at you like, ah, uh, ah, uh, huh? local hero, ah. Uh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I found a scroll that told me not to be a dick. Excellent. I'm so sad. I know, and we- it's so funny. It's so funny to 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 pose it like that. Like when you turn 23 and you finish college, as a man, you're faced with a, a crossroads, a choice. <laughs> do I do I groom or do I say? this get out of here right right and it's you know and it's it's a relief that i'm not related to anybody who's a monster like that it is, Just, sure. yeah it's uh because you know it's it's not that that they like my father he is he loves the ladies and he is not particularly a faithful man in in marriage mm. but he's mm. not gross right it's yeah. all yeah he's 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 gross in a different way where you're like oh i can't believe that's <laughs> your pickup line you yeah dumb dumb anyway so yeah no totally my dad my dad um has been married a couple times and is very tall and is a teacher Mm. and was teaching english as a second language for a while and and told me at some point um that he's never dated a student in that exact same tone that's like like pretty impressive, huh? And I'm like, wow, Mother Teresa, mother. My dad is Mother Teresa. That's pretty cool to know. Did you know Gandhi, Dad? Did you know Gandhi? Because I know that he also made some sacrifices. Yeah. Anyway, truly, I mean, Gandhi used to sleep naked with his niece. I don't know if you knew that. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? Where you're just like, and then you find out like people who were amazing uh, mm-hmm. in other ways did made different choices where the choice yeah, that Gandhi, they made there. Gandhi, Gandhi's like, I, you know, when you turn 60, you're faced with a choice. Do you sleep naked with your niece? Or? <laughs> right. And what does your brother have to say about that? Yeah. And, uh, or what is, what does your sibling have to say about sleeping with his, uh, with his, with his daughter? Yeah. Um, loves it. Loves it. I bet. 
hope uh, hopefully <laughs> there's all kinds of trouble. We've digressed, but this actually not though because because people are. Is there times when you see that sort of when you see that in a reality show where you see their character? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, there are there have been a few couples on Ninety Day Fiance where there have been a, a a pretty significant age discrepancy with a much older man and a much younger woman. But I think the producers know that nobody really wants to see like just full human trafficking. That's not really a fun, (laughs) fun escape from reality. But um, yeah, yeah, certainly there's a few, there's a few weird ones. Just to, just to take an additional digression, it's into politics, but it's not American politics because I feel that it is also in the same vein as, as reality TV because I'm very obsessed right now with uh, Vladimir Putin, which I, you know, the world is, of course. Sure. But I, I looked into his romantic history as a reality fan. That's how I engage with world <laughs> politics. <laughs> as, but, uh, is, is he married? I actually just found out so, that he was married. Yeah. He was married for a very long time to the same woman. And I believe they had children together. And then suddenly he was seen, he met this woman who was the best gymnast. She's one of the the top, the world's top gymnasts. I I believe she won gold at the Olympics and she was Russian. And the, there was like a a cover. She was on the cover of a magazine in Russia. And the kind of the slogan that went along with her is the most supple woman in Russia and I, it might be a weird translation, but it feels also like a Russian thing to to put on a magazine cover. And they were seen together. And there's all of these weird pictures of them together where he's giving her an award for, you know, for, you know, helping Russia in the Olympics or something. OK. And he's grinning. He's grinning in a way that I had never seen him smile before. Wow. And so everybody I mean, everyone could see it. There's some sort of connection. And right. they started they started pretty clearly having an affair. And that's when that was when he really pivoted into. Oh, um, my God. Could, look, look at this look on his yeah, face. Yeah, you, that's that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> like, what a face. What a face. Oh, it's so creepy. Her face. Not great. But um, <laughs> but she, but moments later, but she might have just Let's been supple. looking super. She might have just been looking pretty earlier. Oh, because yeah. here's the thing: he's still creepily staring at her, and she looks very nice there. Yes, and, totally. Oh, that side eye, brother. <laughs> You're just like so many, so much. Yikes. Okay, so they are just lovers, though? They are not married. So so they uh, were lovers, and this is when he started getting very intense with the press because people in the media in Russia were asking him if he was dating this woman, and he was still married to his wife. And that's when I believe he made a law or, or at least set a precedent um, that asking him about his personal life is disrespectful to the Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> She's very, very bendy. Um, yeah. Yeah, disrespectful to the government. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could make any kind of law if you're uh, a despot. Um, yes, and, and yeah. so she she has had one or two children, which and it looks like with Putin, like she's not with anyone and she just got pregnant and had children. Yeah. And now her and her children have disappeared 
but I don't think that it's I don't think that he's killed them. I think that he's like protecting them. Oh, because so you he's a think great he's... guy. So why? <laughs> oh, God. So I was hoping you were going to say she's disappeared and you think that somebody nice is hiding her. Nope. It's still Putin. Putin's still hiding her. I, I think Putin is like pr- protecting her, her and their kids identity. OK, because he uh, but his own his wife and his children just loosey goosey out in the world ready to be killed. Just loose, uh, lo- like loose change. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he got divorced. He got divorced uh, from his wife, I believe. I think he's like 72 or something. And he looks great. Well, I think he's also <laughs> there's another law that says you have to Photoshop uh, Putin. Really? I, think that that, I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, no. So, <laughs> Onto a but, horse. Yeah. I'll onto a horse. Onto yeah. a horse. And he. Oh, no. No, he's only 69. <laughs> Get it? Oh. And um, so, uh, but he, the gymnast yeah. girl, that photo you showed me, she was 69ing herself. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. She doesn't need him. She's fine. Yeah. She can do whatever she needs covered. to do. Yeah. yeah and I, I, but I really, I really do like the way that people have been talking about Putin because it feels like a reality TV angle. Like at, like at the beginning of the Ukraine co- war conflict, People kept going like, oh, Putin in the news. They kept going, oh, Putin is frustrated and oh, Putin is is so yeah. annoyed that his that it hasn't worked yet. And, um, you know, Putin is that dating feels- Pete Davidson now. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, all of it feels so, so funny to me. And and I, I love the feud between him and, and Zelensky. Just a couple of short guys fighting it out. And I, you can tell you can tell that. um. We will state the obvious that a lot of people are dying and that is not funny and not cool. But uh, as a as a reality TV comparison, this is a weird thing on the national stage, on the international stage. And I've also been consuming just Ukraine news nonstop for the past couple of weeks. All I do is I wake up and I I Google Ukraine. So I'm oh, my God. Yeah, I'm. I'm on top of it. You are. Um, yeah, you are dipped. It's. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm dipped deep. So are they? Uh, but to get back to reality, like the actual programming, mm-hmm. is it when when these you see these nuggets of real life, right? Because it's all mm-hmm. orchestrated. The editors of reality TV are the writers of of reality TV. Absolutely, and it it is unfortunate that they are not in the writers' guild because then they would have a pension, and there would be uh, a a livable wage. Uh, Where now they're grinding it out and they're living on their wage, Uh, but they Mm. could make a great deal of money because that's why reality TV exists. Of course, is because it is super cheap to do. Yeah, Um, because it's people who want to become influencers or just need this sort of attention, where they're all living together on an island and so reality so like, tv contestants are a renewable resource is what you're saying right right there's always going to be another 21 year old so um, yes of course who, who has done we keep who, getting older they stay the same age they, same age and you're just like this guy needs a better haircut we can do that <laughs> and um so are there like what are their favorites like moments in reality television that you can like yes. what are let's hear one so one thing that I love every single season, sorry, my leg is falling asleep. I'm just going to move. Okay, no worries. Like oh, oh my God. Cramp. Um, Cramp. Yeah. 
need to <clears throat> need to eat a banana. So one thing that I love every single season on The Bachelor, like the the one that's the one that is being led by by a man, because there's The Bachelor and there's The Bachelorette. Whenever okay, so the Bachelor man, has one dude and then a bunch of ladies. Yeah, and then Bachelorette is the reverse of that. The reverse, of and that. so okay. so every single season they get to fantasy suites episode which is when there's only three left we're very close to picking someone to get engaged to (laughs) they almost always sleep with all three of the women if not two of them and every single time the man is the bachelor is absolutely he has blindsided himself with the fact that he has to choose one at the end, he is every <laughs> single season. He is shocked to his core that he has to pick that he one. doesn't and I get, keep to all. He doesn't get to keep yes, all three, and it makes me so angry. It's the premise <laughs> of the show. How have you not kept in mind that you're gonna have to pick one at the end? And then, of course, it always causes issues because at the end of the season, the whoever he does pick watches it back and sees him sleeping with the top three. And saying to the camera, I have no idea who I'm going to pick. And it's like, <laughs> you had no idea. And now we're married. Oh, my God. Every season, there's always that. And that feels, and it feels to some extent, you don't, he sleeps with all, two, at least two or three of them. Now. Minimum so two. The, minimum two. So the, they show, the camera shows them making out hardcore, right? It probably doesn't show. They make show- out hardcore. The, the whole season and then fantasy suites the the big um the big angle with fantasy suites and the reason that the women always agree to go on it is because it is the first time they are together for a certain period of hours with no cameras and so they can talk about real stuff and and really oh, okay. and, and have sex if they want to but that's that's the way that it's it's angled that everybody feels sort of okay going into it it's like it's, <laughs> you get some time with no cameras together Oh my but, god! Yeah, it's just yeah. I get so frustrated with every single bachelor they choose. Sometimes <laughs> I'm watching and I'm like, "This guy seems really mature. I think that this guy's going to handle it well." And then you get to the end of the season, and he's like in tears. He's calling his mom. He's like, "I don't know which one to pick." And then the, his mom is always like, "Just pick one." How would it, how are you surprised by this information? <laughs> <laughs> and and so is is there any discussion of contraceptive? Is there ever, oh. do they say, please use a condom? Well, not not in The Bachelor because it's a very Christian-y show. Is and it? Like the whole, what? Well, the whole thing the whole thing is based off of, the, you know, the premise of getting married at the end of it, which is kind of Christian-y. And, um, and, uh, but by, by, by out loud, they're just like, no, this is going to be, because I thought it was uh, about the illusion of true love <laughs> instead of the illusion that I, that so as a Jewish should... woman, I find it to be very jam packed with Christian ideology. And they almost always pick someone that is quite religious and quite Christian. And they talk about their faith and how they want somebody with the same faith as them, which is, is a part that I don't like, but I do see how in America, that makes it easier for the general public to consume, perhaps, if they're like, oh, well, they, you know, they believe in God. So I this think it just fashion. encourages that sort of horrible Christianity. I think it really, mm-hmm. because it's not anything to do, it wasn't like Jesus. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, it's mostly dudes. I'm mostly hanging out with dudes. And then there's this one 
there's this one prostitute, but she really is just there because she's mm-hmm. into it, but uh, she's willing to sleep with me. Oh, and this is all, by the way, based on the musical. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but that just encourages like that sort of Joel Olstein kind of Christianity that makes you want to go leave Christianity alone. Why is mm-hmm. just you just and and the whole idea that they wouldn't have to talk about contraceptive uh, that would make me that would infuriate me from the get go. Just because I'm the on youngest ninety of six. day fiance, they do talk about contraceptive pretty often. Okay. And they get they get more into the nitty nitty gritty of the relationships. Okay. So all each bachelor each bachelor series has that epiphany season where the guy realizes that he doesn't get to keep all three girls. Uh what about the bachelorette? Does she have that same problem or does she kind of know? Um, I found they've mostly picked bachelorettes, and I don't know if this is this is a good generalization generalization of women or if this is just the kind of women they pick to host the show but they all seem to have um um issues trusting that the men truly love them or like the ones that they pick are are really into them but that that's i think more of a normal relationship struggle like all of them are seem to be aware that they do have to narrow it down to one by the end of the season. And one one other thing I just wanted to bring up about reality TV show as a, a whole umbrella topic is it's a it's a social thing to watch. Like I don't watch it as pure Alone, entertainment for in a, myself. In a closet. <laughs> no, and and like sometimes I will, of course, to, to keep up to date, but it's it's for the discussion with people afterwards and that was my only way I could rope my boyfriend into it after six years of dating is <laughs> when he realized that you watch it and you talk about it. And I th- it's a good pitch for him because he talks through everything that we watch. And so this is a time that it's appropriate, actually. Oh, right. I remember that from college where we would all watch TV together and it was you were just like, what is happening? Yeah. And, then, and there would be comments about the clothing. There'd be comments about the, the, okay. All right. So it, yeah. it's a, it's a, so you, you could conceivably have sort of a party where, yeah. or you could have a watch party or you could do, I wonder if you could do like, um, cause I know that you can share like on Netflix, you can share the screen and totally, we, totally. that's, and that's, that's the entire fan base of almost every reality show it's like it's people that like to watch it and talk about it with their friends or watch it with their friends and i think that that is important to mention because Mm -hmm. yeah like when i I was writing on a show in canada for a few years and all of the writers or most of the writers would get together and we'd watch the bachelor and the bachelorette and we talk about it and it is fun because of those those moments where you realize somebody is like actually upset or or actually surprised or whatever and and because it's so much of it feels so produced that when there is that moment of of realness, it feels so right. It's kind of like watching soccer because I'm a big soccer fan, and I know okay. people people don't like it because it's like slower pace because it's less yeah. high scoring. But it just creates that tension for when there a real moment does slip out or when a real goal does oh. happen. It's yeah. so satisfying because you got to you got to watch it for the for the filler. Right. And there's plenty of time to be social as you watch it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Andy, exactly. Andy's really into it himself. So um, that's the only sport that he watches is is soccer. Yeah. And, I, I um, love soccer. I was a soccer girl. So it's, it's my only it's my only sport that I feel really connected to. Well, and I have a lot of uh, all of my nieces and nephews played it. And, and then Andy got into it. So I sort of get the rules now. 
because mm-hmm. it's hard to watch a sport where you're like, where, why are they all, what are they doing? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was watching soccer near my boyfriend, and he was like, why, why, why don't they just use their hands? <laughs> I was like, well, true. It's a good, good take. <laughs> it's a hot take. It needs to be said. Are there, uh, okay, uh, are there iconic scenes that you remember? Like, is there, is there yeah. stuff yes. when you're talking? Okay, uh, some examples, please. Of course. So um, many, many rush to mind immediately. Let's start with The Bachelor, because we were just <laughs> talking about that. There was one season, and I'm realizing now that it is it is sort of what we were just talking about, where he's blindsided by the format of the show that has been going on for 20 years. But <laughs> <laughs> the the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, the hosts, the, the the main people of the show are not allowed to say "I love you" to the contestants because it makes it too obvious who they're going to pick at the okay. end. So that's one of the rules they're told. The contestants know it. The Bachelor knows it. They're not allowed to do it. There was one year, I believe the bachelor's name was Ben. Um, it was Fantasy Suites. So there's three three girls left. And he told two of the girls that he loved them after sleeping with them. <laughs> and when I tell you Bachelor Nation has still not recovered from this, it was it shook us to our core. Like we were like they they show them each date individually. So they show the first one. And and it's like the it's the the clear front runner. They showed the clear front runner first. They have fantasy suites. They're going out on a date. He tells her, "I love you." And then it's huge because you're 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 thinking like, "Oh, are these two? Just, are they going to end the show early?" Because like, is this true love? Basically, <laughs> you're like you're like he's broken the rules. He didn't care, and it, it's how how exciting, right? That he's right, right. So feels so strong about this woman. Then. The second woman he goes on a date with, he doesn't say I love you to her. And you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess he has to finish the show and (laughs) we we just know who wins now. That's fine. Then the third date was with like the fan favorite. Her name was Jojo. She's really cute. She kind of looks like um, Isla Fisher, like kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Just real cute, real funny. And then he's on a date with her and he says I love you to her too. And... Like what it happened? Producers, yeah, producers must have just shit themselves violently because (laughs) it was the biggest moment still in Bachelor history, and it feels like so. It feels so like nothing to hear about it now. But I had been watching this show since season one. I remember when the first season came out. (laughs) I was in elementary school. I watched it with my mom and my grandma, and I remember hearing them say like, "This show is crazy. What a weird premise for a show." And we went on to watch it as if it, like socially, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and when this happened, it had never happened before, Jackie. It it it, it, it was it, it was it was its own thing. It was World War One. This was the beginning <laughs> of the end. <laughs> was when Ben fucked up. <laughs> Who did he and pick? I think the girls found out what he did and nobody ended up with him. <laughs> they were like, no. <laughs> We're not I'm remembering it. correctly. It'd be so wow. funny if he ended up with the one girl he didn't say I love you to. Oh the only God. one that was willing to. <laughs> that is so. And then, okay. And then, okay. So then uh, another another episode um, that was really big for the reality TV community was maybe maybe three or so years ago, 90 Day Fiance. Yep. The season, the season with Big Ed, who is. Um, you may have seen memes of him online and stuff. And 
it feels sort of mean because he has some sort of condition. Like he's got, it, it sort of looks like he doesn't have a neck. Um, he has like long black hair. <laughs> um, um, have you Googled him? Uh, what? I, yeah, I mean, you can tell that I'm doing something. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's uh, the, okay, so this, uh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I was curious about whether Ben Higgins uh, picked one of them. Oh, did, oh, did did he? And uh, well, it just the headline is Ben Higgins defends saying "I love you" to two women on The Bachelor. I didn't know there were rules to this. There's actually oh, rules in life, oh, Ben Higgins, that you're so not supposed funny. to just tell everybody <laughs> that you love them so that you can get inside of their pants. Um, Honestly, he, this is this is what reality TV shows. This is what reality TV is all about. Is 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 yelling at Ben. There's rules yes. to life. I, I think you, you've gotten it. Right, right. He actually, uh, was he ever told that he couldn't drop the L word to anyone of by producers? Was. Of course he, he was. He said that he Everybody was never knows. told. It's the only was... rule. It's the only rule of the show. It's the, I was never told. Give me a yeah. break. I don't know of a rule book. Maybe there is one. Maybe fans out there are hiding. I keep hearing he broke all the rules. I didn't know there were rules. Uh, oh my God. Idiots. So Idiots. No. So Tell him. Send right. him on Survivor. Exactly. So, um, watching this season has been almost therapeutic for somebody. Oh, wait. We spoke with Kayla Quinn, the woman who wasn't, he wasn't able to say, I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she yeah, said, I love you to him. We, oh, oh, I didn't even remember that. But it's it's so funny because it's like, you're saying it to everybody. Just say it to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so driving home in the car, Kayla Quinn said, I felt an immense consuming sense of loss because I really did fall apart for Ben. And it was just a really cold water shock that it's over. I had to deal with it. So it took a lot of out of me. Still watching the season has proven to be almost therapeutic for her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she was like, oh, that was a I dodged a bullet there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and OK, so but they do. But the thing is, the thing is about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, the reason why it's good is because. In, in the moment of the season, when they are filming the season, they are falling in love with each other, but not in a real way. But they're they're making them do things where their adrenaline spikes. Like they're making them go bungee jumping. They're sending them to Spain and like beautiful places. And they're all, they're, they, they take their phones away. They're not allowed to read the news. They're not, not allowed to talk to their families while they're filming like, you're you're staying in a in a place with everybody else that's also dating this person. Like they do create an environment where one could become obsessed with whether or not um a con whether or not the, their connection is strong with this person. It becomes right. the whole world for a couple months. Yeah, and so there are very intense feelings that you're watching, and whether or not it's lasting, which it almost never does, it is it is true in that moment. Right. Sure. It's true. And well, are you kidding me? Whenever I got laid, it was true in the moment. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, of course. And, and then it was, and then it wasn't. And then I yeah. was bored yeah. and I wanted to go play cards again or whatever. Yeah. And what, uh, kind of cards, what kind of cards do you play? You play cribbage? Uh, I do like cribbage. Uh, and, and I always wanted there to be a TV show where somebody said knobs. I was like, that, that's funny. <laughs> knobs for two, <laughs> knobs for one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that would be uh, <clears throat> that's good times. No, I just I remember one time I got laid um, 
<laughs> at a casino. And it was Ooh. literally like a half an hour. And we went back and it was still daytime. And I was, mm-hmm. uh, and then we, uh, we finished and I was like, do you, you want to go play blackjack again? And, <laughs> and the guy was like, so this was it. And I said, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. I was a monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, a bit of a bit. That's like fuckboy behavior. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very, uh, arbitra- it's right. For me, I was, I was mm-hmm. the, the douchey dude in that a- occasion. But I mean, I heard you last night in your set saying you're very fond of your husband. And I was like, okay, well, right, playing it right, cool. This, playing it this was cards probably, close to the chest. <laughs> well, it was like, it was decades before that. So, of course. Of because course. Our, as, as I tell, as, as I, a joke I do on my, on my current album is my sexuality is currently monogamy. That is, <laughs> that is our sexuality. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and then I will let him in on it if my sexuality wants to change. Like if I, yeah. and, and I ask, I, and all I ask is that he also tells me if he would like yeah. to That's not so be funny. monogamous That's anymore. Right. Yeah. Cause keep, cause, uh, Andy, uh, for many years, uh, has identified mm-hmm. as bisexual and, um, yeah. and my sexuality, uh, the joke is, is that, uh, my sexuality was drunk. And, uh, <laughs> so I was like. A mouth is a mouth is a mouth. What do you want to do? Okay, it's fine. And I wasn't, it wasn't that many people. I mean, it sounds doesn't like. Matter, was... Doesn't matter who it is. You'll go and you'll play blackjack with them again. If they're down. <laughs> well, I think it was, I, I slept with the black, I slept with the blackjack guy because mm-hmm. uh, he was hitting on me at the blackjack table and there was another mm-hmm. comic in, and she was annoyed that he was hitting on me. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, this one's mine. You're like she was a lot better looking than I was, and I was like, oh. "No, no, no, no! You have the pick of the room. I'm keeping this one." I'm so gonna... you decided to escalate the situation. To... Yeah, a literally yeah. bad, bad I luck. Love it. It's I think the reason I don't watch uh, reality shows is I could see myself making these bad life decisions. Ah, uh, that's yes. what it is. It's you should have you should have been on one of these shows, uh, and so you don't like the reflection that looks oh. back at you. Oh, I do not. I do not enjoy that. <laughs> and I have to say that when I was on Last Comic Standing, uh, I was on three seasons and I never got picked for the house. And I was literally oh, wow. told at one point that I just wasn't crazy enough. And and they couldn't. And you're they, like, I fucked every comic on this show. You just weren't <laughs> filming it. <laughs> I never did fuck comics. I never slept with comics uh, because oh. I had this whole thing where I didn't want to sleep. nice. Oh, none of, none of us want to fuck comics, Jackie. It's the cards were dealt. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't want to sleep with com- I didn't want to sleep with comics that were funnier than me mm-hmm. because that was annoying. That limits that they the pool were funny. significantly. Yes. It's uh, uh well, no. Are you kidding? I'm very funny. And then I didn't I, I only wanted to sleep with comics that were as funny as me. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to sleep with me because they thought I was funnier than they were. Yes, and of I course. Didn't, the, the ego. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's entirely ego. And I didn't yeah. want to sleep with comics that weren't funny. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the pool is tiny because I because I, nobody's funnier than you. And if you don't want to fuck people that are less funny than you, what are you gonna? What are you? What are you even gonna do? What are you left with? You're left with civilians. Yeah. That's what you're left with. Yeah, and Disgusting. and well, no, because ma- male comics sleep with <laughs> lots and lots of civilians uh, of course, because of they don't want to sleep with women comics because they might be funnier or they might. Mm-hmm. Though though, a lot of women comics back in the '90s did not have a problem. A lot of male comics did not have a problem sleeping with women comics that were not funny. And, yeah. uh, and it was truly irritating. And, um, 
But it's like the thing. It's like the thing where 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 men are faced with this decision when they get to a certain point. Like it's it's comics. A lot of the time, I think the reason they're so keen to sleep with female comics or newer comics is because comedy is the only community where they have any so, sort of status or prestige. Any sort of power. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's another power choice, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I think Louis C.K. had a had a one of his sitcoms was about sleeping with with co- different comics and um yeah, and it was just oh dumb God. and uh but the uh it's interesting yeah uh i was about to reveal something way too much info so uh, but, that, <laughs> but that's what reality tv is reality tv yeah. reveals so other iconic scenes because we're almost at an yes. hour you should probably know yes that. we're almost at an hour i'll do one more i'll do one more and then we can wrap it up but thank you so much for having me on your podcast oh my Andrea. god it's so, so fun. much fun you so you plug and play uh, by the way, I'm talking with Sophie Buttle, and Sophie Buttle, you should know, has her own podcast called Obsessed with Sophie Which Buttle. Which hopefully will be featuring Jackie Cation at some point. Right, right. And it's at Sophie Buds on Instagram and at Sophie Soph Buttle Buds. on Soph- yeah. Oh, it's Soph Buds? Uh, yeah. S-O-P-H-B-U-D-S. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. And then it's at Sophie Buttle on Twitter. So yeah. uh, make a note. Okay, yeah. go for it. Okay, great. So... My final, my final um, you know, <laughs> scene of note will be uh, 90 Day Fiance a couple years ago, Big Ed season. Um, Big Ed is dating this uh, very young Filipina girl. And he, I mean, the, the, the problem is that season, every couple was, was very um, significant. It, when, whenever I'm recommending a, a place to start, if people are interested in, Watching 90 Day Fiance, I recommend the first Big Ed season okay. because all the couples were super, super interesting and and like dynamic dynamics that we hadn't seen before on the show. But the Big Ed, the Big Ed one was just really funny, and I don't know if it'll be as funny to talk about it as as it was to watch. But okay. he went to the, he went to the Philippines to be with Rose, his young Philippine Filipina Filipino girlfriend, and he was staying at their place and they lived in like a really rural part of the Philippines. It was really small. Um, they didn't have like windows or anything. Like it was sort of a like shack, like built maybe, you know, tin roof type thing. Okay. And he's, he's sweating profusely the whole time. Like he's very accustomed to, to air conditioning. He's immediately a mess. He's not handling it well. Right. And, he um is has to bathe with her dad which i'm still unsure if that is a cultural thing or not or if that's just a their family thing or but it's the way or, th- or it's something they created for the show <laughs> yes yes but i'm under the impression that it, this might be normal but they were they were um just this- scooping scooping water yes this is the big best ed. picture of big ed that i can find the rest of them yeah are terrifying. Yeah, so my my most viral tweet is I posted a picture of of Big Ed and I said um, that it looks like Crystalia if you bonked him on the head with a mallet. <laughs> yeah, he looks yeah he looks like he's been stung by a bee. Anyway, um, yes, he does look like he's stung by a bee. Okay, but honestly, honestly, I don't even think the scene is that good. I think just the entire the entire relationship between Big Ed and Rose was very interesting because okay. he was very insulting to her and her culture the whole time and she just looked so disgusted by him the okay. entire season. 
and it's it's there it's not even it's not even worth talking about a scene it's just their relationship you you couldn't look away the whole time because it was such a train wreck it was such it a was the biggest train wreck i've ever seen wow and did they and get together now no they broke up and he is now on 90 day fiance the single life trying to date wow yeah and, but he's a bit of a monster uh, he is a he is a monster, and that's why I feel okay making fun of him. Is because he's, like he's a very bad guy. Because <laughs> he is not a good people. So, yes. dude, are there shows dedicated to following up on what happens to these people, or is it just done in magazines? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, they they the ninety day fiance cinematic universe, if you will, is one of the <laughs> most well covered groups of groups of people in history. Like if you. When we look back in in a hundred years about like what was going on in this time, the the most footage you're gonna find of any human like politician is gonna be these people are their lives are so well documented it's insane. Wow. That is so crazy. And yeah. is there any has have you ever seen started watching a reality show where it's just ended early because it because it blew up or something happened? Yeah. Yeah, there's a new oh, really? show. There's a new show um, that I really enjoyed. That's actually the same producers of 90 Day Fiance called Love Off the Grid. Love Off and, the Grid. And honestly, that one, that one, I would, I would recommend to anybody. Like that's, it's better than a regular reality show. It's, it's, um, all of them follow, you know, the same kind of thing. Like batch of, batch of, batch of couples. One of them. Yep lives fully off the grid and one of them is like a regular kind of city person that is moving into the off the grid person's place and the grid meaning like they don't like they have a generator or they or they live amish all of them all of them are are slightly different one of them is is building a sort of a i think they call it a homestead but it's just he owns a big plot of land in the forest and they're building a house um most of them build their own have built their own houses or cabins or shacks or ranches or whatever <laughs> each of them want to call it. They, they, mm-hmm. they all have different angles, but all of them have kind of that kind of thing. And um, their partners come out and try to live with them. And I think all of them, except for maybe one of the couples broke up. And so it's sort of a weird ending to the season because most of them really just couldn't cut it. Yeah. That is a weird end of the season where it's like, yeah. I was, if you were hoping that this would be happy, it kind of is. They're going to find other people. Yeah. And, and they're going to um, live on the grid. The ones right. that want to live in society will continue to do so. And then there's some that are themed with like all little people, right? Aren't there <laughs> ones that are themed that like, like yeah. is there, I mean, I don't, I mean, it just, it feels like. Why are you doing that? Like, why would you uh-huh. pick like, well, we're only well, doing TLC. TLC is a bit. Um, what's the word? They take advantage, I, I believe, of people's. Oh, right. Because there's ones stuff. that are super fat. And yeah. then there's. Yeah. And, and the fat there's... ones I'll, I'll only watch if I'm in a hotel room and I'm clicking around. <laughs> but, you know, I'll watch right. it. And I'm then, not. And then I, pimple popper. Discriminate. I was talking about pimple yeah. popper. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I won't watch that one. That one's too gross for me. But uh, okay, so you're not people... looking for the medical ones. I'm it's, looking it's for usually... sex. I'm looking for Sex Island. I'm looking for, I'm looking for idiots that don't understand what love is all about. <laughs> and, oh, all... and and uh, and I'm looking for Survivor where people might die. <laughs> okay, so love rela- on Survivor. Does anyone ever fall in love on Survivor? 
Yes. Okay. Oh so my this gosh. is actually this <laughs> is a good place to end. Over. Yes. This is a good place to end because it is the love story for the ages. Boston <laughs> Rob, Boston Rob, and whatever her face is. There's this woman. So it was like one of the earlier seasons. There was this guy, Boston Rob, who was great socially, great at the survival stuff. He was really cute. He's got a cute Boston accent. And he was on the same tribe as this girl. And he just, you can tell immediately he has a huge crush on her. And everyone's trying to keep their head in the game so that they could win Survivor. Everyone's there for a reason. But he just can't stay away from her. They create sort of an alliance. And then they start, you know, cuddling to keep warm. And then they fall in love. And it is, it is so cute. They're married. They're still married. They have kids. And... Some so everybody that watches Survivor oh loves my God. the most. They I just googled it. He married yeah. her, and then they were yeah. on the Amazing Race. They were also on the Amazing Race. Him and Amber. They were Amber, on the Amber. Yes, they were on the Amazing. That's fantastic. If if you ever watch a season of Survivor, watch the Boston Rob season because their love story is so cute, and. Yeah, they just they have a really solid relationship. And I, I believe he won that season. OK, and so just set their family off. Right. And then I think that he he was brought back another season two for like all stars or like something. OK, but oh my God. Oh, it was so cute. It was so cute. And then because everybody knew that it was such a <coughs> sorry, it was such a high profile moment. Um, a lot of women were able to win Survivor after that by implying, like, by pretending to like the guys on the show. Like, there's, like, oh my after, God. like following that what? season, there was this woman, Parvati, who was, like, so good at flirting. She was, like, a professional, like, model boxer. Like, that's what she did for a living. God. And she was the first one to create an all-girls alliance in the show. Yeah. And... Like the the runoffs from Boston Rob and Amber's love created just <laughs> fantastic reality TV. Yeah. Okay. I gotta have you back, Sophie Buttle, uh, yes. because that is hilarious, <laughs> and it is the best place to end. Uh, Rangers, we have been talking with uh, Sophie Buttle. It's at soap soap buds on Instagram, S O P H B U D S, and it's at Sophie Buttle on Twitter. She has a podcast called Obsessed with Sophie Buttle. Mm -hmm. We have talked reality television. We have dorked out hardcore. This was been a delight. Can I just say out loud? Oh, I've had such a blast. I knew I knew you weren't this keen. You weren't that keen on on my choices, but I'm, I hope I <laughs> convinced you of something. Oh. You've at least sold me. The thing is, is I enjoy reality television this way, removed with a lot mm -hmm. of uh, sort of Pony Express, two weeks late yeah, with a yeah. lot of analysis. <laughs> and um, so thank you so much for being on the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?